Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly Sex in the City podcast where we take the questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. You're listening to Gorgeous for Gorgeous, Juno Dawson and Sexy for Sexy, Dylan B. Jones. Hi Dylan. Hi Juno, how are you? I'm gorgeous. <laughs> how are you? I'm sexy. Yay! Um, <laughs> um, Hi, welcome. We are going to be this week watching one of my favourite, favourite episodes. And I don't, I, do you know what? It's such a mystery. I can't tell you why I love this episode so much. But it's one of my all-time favourites. That's This is really interesting yeah. because usually we are two, two minds linked. Mm-hmm. But um, I fucking hated this episode. <laughs> so, um, Ooh, well, let's get into it. Let's yeah. get into it. Not so, much ding the, ding. not so much the episode, but I just hated that. I hated everyone i hated them i hated their behavior in this episode okay um, mm. all right this is going to be interesting to see to see why why we diverge yeah we're watching season four episode 16 ring-a-ding is yeah. it ring-a-ding or ring-a-ding-ding 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 um, um and we're going to be attempting to answer the question what is it all worth <laughs> um but dylan start us off with a potted synopsis yes so the longest is this the longest season ever of sex and the city I it think it's like on a par it. with two and three. Yeah. I think they I think they were the longest. Although yeah. I've got a feeling season six is then even longer. I think series six is twenty episodes. And five is like almost a half season, isn't it? They always like, referred to season five as the bonus season. Which it wasn't a bonus season. It was just half a season because Sarah Jessica Parker was on maternity leave. Oh, um, that's why. So um so yeah, I don't. I, I but they yeah for whatever reason they always call it a bonus season. Mm. But yes, it was just half a season, not even half a season. It was like eight episodes, I think. Yeah, so. um, yeah, ring a ding ding. Um, so Carrie, we get the tail. It starts with the the tail end of Carrie and Aiden. Yeah, so I thought I thought a that glimpse, was, yeah. a glimpse of Aiden. I think we both thought that that had been that was it for John Corbett last week, but he's back briefly in this one. Got paid um, as well for a full episode. No yeah, <laughs> same pay per episode. So yeah, so they um yeah they've broke they break up mm-hmm. um and Carrie finds herself in a really um dodgy financial position with um having to I wasn't exactly clear on like the exact details of what's happening, but basically if she doesn't find enough money, she has to leave her flat. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the crux of it. Um, 
Samantha and Richard. Richard is giving Samantha gifts um, with quite sort of impersonal messages on them and she's kind of contending with that. Um, Charlotte is mourn is has angst because um, she, not unlike Carrie, but is in a very different financial situation. A significant relationship has just ended for Charlotte as well. Uh-huh. Um, and not much um, for Miranda. She has wind. Miranda, Miranda. Miranda parts. has wind. Yeah. yeah Miranda, Miranda <laughs> has the chuffs. Um, so why I like this episode. So I'm going to present the case for the defence first. Although you would normally present the prosecution first. But okay, well actually we should we do that. Maybe you go first with the prosecution. Why don't you like this episode? And then I will defend it. Okay. Okay, so the reason I the reason this episode didn't sit well with me is because it has shades of um, that movie that doesn't actually exist, but for some reason everyone thinks they've seen, which is Sex and the City Two. That collective fever dream that we all heard. Mm-hmm. It's got shades of that strange occurrence. Um, it's just the um, the the, hippo- the the like really entitled complaining about things. Um, from quite a few, from Charlotte, Carrie, and Samantha, um, and also like the the kind of approaching the topic of money, but then at the same time, like I noticed in the first ten minutes, we get uh, we get five very expensive brand brand name drops: Chanel, Fendi, Tiffany's, Le, po- Le Petit Co- Coquette, and Cristal are all mentioned. Um, and they're all, and it's, I just found it, yeah, basically just unpleasant reminders of the second movie for me. Interesting. Um, but I did think, and I imagine this might be one of the things that you say, is, yes, Carrie was awful, but it was acknowledged that she was awful. Like, the characters around her, like the shop assistants and that woman <laughs> waiting for the bus and stuff, were like, you are awful and you're ungrateful. So at least, like, there was that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I so the reason I like this one, and I think I wonder if this is the ten years between us showing now, Dylan, because something I find happens in your thirties where all of a sudden some of your friends, their earning potential really kicks in. And in any group of friends, I think, this gulf slightly opens up between your friends who are now earning an awful lot of money. And your friends who took jobs in the public sector, <laughs> which is what I did, you know, so it was kind of like, oh, God. And so I suddenly realized, you know, the, the terrible mistake I had made by going into primary school teaching when some of my friends were earning about four times what I was kind of been working a lot less a lot of the time. Um, now, this does happen, you know, I'm not going to go into my friend's finances, but of my close friends, there were seven of us in my immediate friendship group, my my sort of bridesmaids and in that there is a fucking spectrum of earning you know with with at one end we have people who are earning huge amounts six figures you know a lot of money every single year yeah and then we have friends who are really struggling you know work in the public sector or have really had huge losses during the pandemic with businesses going bankrupt and I totally get what Charlotte is saying how the fuck do you talk about your lives when all of a sudden there is such inequality even within a group 
of seven friends. We are the same age. We are similarly educated within a similar level. We're all kind of, I think all of us have some degree of higher education. That's really tough. That's really, really tough when some of you are talking about booking your third or fourth holiday in a year. Mm. And then other people are worrying about how the fuck are we going to get clothes this winter? You know, like, what are we going to do for heating? And so I totally sympathize with Charlotte saying money is tricky. It's taboo. And weirdly, it's one of the things that, you know, as a group of friends, it's really difficult to talk about. And and it's funny because when we were 28, this wasn't an issue. We Mm. were all earning about the same. Um, We were all on the come up slightly. We were all building our way up. And then somewhere in the middle of our 30s, we just went in very different directions. And a lot of that is to do with, you know, some of our friends had very specific skills that they could charge the earth for because not everyone can do what it is they do. And others became management. So others worked their way up and got themselves into positions of managing people, um, which when when you're in certain jobs like mine, you know, I'm never going to be a manager, am I? I just manage myself because I'm self-employed. Um, so it's tough. And I think it's interesting because they are, as Charlotte points out, you know, Carrie are 35 years old. And their lives are in that unique position of evolving in that, you know, Miranda's about to become a mother, which is acknowledged. Carrie's like, I can't take your money. You're about to become a mum. Charlotte is about to get divorced. Um, Samantha is a business earner. Um, See, it's difficult. It it is, it's tough. And I'm glad that within within these six seasons they did find 25 minutes to talk about money Mm. and the reason i don't mind this in the same way that obviously i i'm so glad they never made a second sex in the city film that just celebrated (laughs) the excess of wealth (laughs) because what i like about them at this point is that carrie is broke yeah. You know, she has $700 in one account, $900 in another. By my reckoning, that is £1,600. That's not a lot when you live in New York. It's really not a lot. And, and that's less than... Uh, Carrie's poorer than I am now. Mm. And by no means do I consider myself to have a lot of money. So. And so that, that to me, spoke of when I was a teacher in my 20s. Yeah. And towards the end of the month, I wouldn't have anything in my account. I would be scraping into my overdraft yeah. for the last few days before I got paid. You know, my rent... So when so it's, it was slightly different when I came back to Brighton. But when I left teaching, my rent was 750 a month. The same as Carrie's. Carrie's that, yeah. rent is 750 a month. Yeah. So my rent was 750 a month. And I was earning just shy of two grand a month. Yeah. And that was, I was doing quite well as a teacher. I was management at that point. Yeah. I was like in charge of English and stuff. Um, and I was still running out of money. So once you took out that 750, so that wasn't including council tax. So basically with council tax, that was like 900. So I was left with just over a grand a month to live on. And I really struggled, you know, and and had Aiden (laughs) said to me in 2011, right, you now need to stump up a 40 grand down payment on a flat. I similarly would have been like, Carrie, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. I have a thousand pounds to my name. Yeah. 
and, and so that's why I can forgive this episode in a way I can't forgive Sex and the City too. Yeah. Because we're acknowledging that as a woman in her 20s, Carrie has made shit decisions with money. Yeah. But you'll notice throughout this episode, there's one point where they're sat in that Chinese restaurant and she's talking about how, how she hasn't got any money. She's fucking wearing Chanel. Chanel. Yes, I you wrote know, that down as well. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of, but that's true. But, but I like that because that's the problem with Light, which is when you've got four women who are so wildly wealthy, you can't sympathize with yeah. them. You can't identify with them. And it is acknowledged, it is acknowledged as well, to be fair, that like part of the reason Carrie doesn't have any money is because she spends money on money that she shouldn't spend on clothes yeah so it kind of the horror (laughs) the horror of when miranda does her maths for her and she's and carrie's like no that's four thousand dollars and miranda's like no no it's forty thousand dollars you know what i identified with carrie in that bit because my my head for money is absolutely useless um but it's interesting it's interesting what you said about your friends um about it being a very shall we say diverse kind of um group of people in terms of earning and jobs mm. and stuff i've noticed that as i approach 30 as and most of my friends are a couple of years older um there's similar things happening um and it just says a lot i think about one one about what your choices the impact that your choices have mm-hmm. and your priorities and two just about how random life can be i mean like Another good example, I think, is my friends on the gay scene. Like, the gay scene's very diverse in terms of... The London gay scene is very diverse in terms of, like, what people do and what people earn. Like, one of my friends was on a red carpet with Lady Gaga a couple of weeks ago. Another of my friends works in a restaurant. Not that either of those things... Not that one is more valid than the other, but it's these. it really is these, like, crazy kind of... Dis- these crazy cultural and financial discrepancies... Um, and as well, what, what will happen soon, what I found happening in my early 30s, was these people who were still like, oh, you're my, my, my parents are giving me the deposit. Oh, yeah. And, the, yeah, and yeah. it's like, well, I'm going to move, I'm moving house. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to buy this time. Yeah. And you're kind of like, <laughs> you're a teacher like I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my, my parents are giving me the down payment. And you're like, oh, right, <laughs> I get which it. Is, which is fine if, like, you're from that background and you're fortunate enough to have access to that. But it doesn't make it any easier for... It doesn't mean it's easy to listen to. But their <laughs> parents were given a deposit as well. Yes, and this is it course. nine times. Sometimes that yeah. happens. And, you know, strangely, my dad now is... When my dad retired a couple of years ago, he he retired quite well off. But he had really, really worked his way up from nothing. My dad didn't really even have a bunch of GCSEs or O-levels or whatever. He just worked. He got a job when he was 16 and he worked for the same company until he retired, you know. But, you know, what, what you're looking at when those little things, like my parents are giving me the deposit, they're little nods to generational wealth. Yeah. You know, and you're not telling me fucking Charlotte bought her first flat with her gallery earnings, you know, because <laughs> they sit around the table and Carrie's like, New York is a city of renters. And all of them are like, well, I own my flat yeah. and I own my flat and I but, own my flat. But do you know what? That's what remind. that's what made me think of um, how things are starting to change with my in my sort of social circles now, because people are getting to the age and I'm friends with a lot of a lot of high achievers. And I wouldn't have it any other way because um it, they're, they're all just very interesting and really like driven mm-hmm. hmm. i'm not sure if i'm saying what i want to say i'm not sure if this is sounding right here no i think you're right i think <laughs> um, ambition ambition and drive my, ambitious. That's something my friends 
we all have that in common. Kind of, yeah. a, you can be ambitious for different things, but you know, I think again, but it, I don't want it. I just, I don't want it to sound like I'm kind of using financial earning as like a modicum of success because I don't think it is necessarily. I think happiness is as well. But um, yeah. What was I? What? Where was I going with that? But yeah, it's interesting because I now know people who are buying houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the first time in my life, my friends, I, uh, some of my friends are starting to buy property, and not just property, like buy property in London as well, which yeah. is like quite a quite quite a thing. Because I don't um, even think that, and that that's where you start to see these the gulf widening slightly. Because when some of my friends started buying properties, I was like. I can't buy a coffee and sort of looking, looking and a bit like Carrie, I did have to interrogate my choices. And for me, the obvious choice was I chose to live in Brighton, you know, the second most expensive city in the UK kind of. And so I did sort of think to myself, you know, I could move back to Bradford where I grew up and yeah, I could buy a house. I could get a job up there and very quickly buy a house, but I'd have to fucking live in Bradford which isn't queer and I don't know anybody there. None of mm. my friends still live there. So I would have been fucking miserable and I get to live in Brighton, which is the most amazing queer bubble in the country. And I still think it is. There is nowhere else quite like Brighton. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of like, I had to weigh it up and decide, well, which would you rather be happy or rich? And like uh, you, Dylan, I chose happiness. Yeah. And I think we, we, um, we all make those decisions at some point, don't we? Like, mm. I could have possibly gone into a different career, but I I'd made a, a lot of money, but I wouldn't have liked it. Like, I love writing. I love what I do. So, mm. yeah. And so, yeah, so that's, that's why I can forgive this episode. And also, there's just something about the love, just how... Again, the the fact that I moulded my notion of friendship based on Sex and the City mm. and the scene where without a heartbeat, Miranda and Samantha offer to lend, carry the money. Yeah. That That is in my head what I thought a friend would be. Yeah. You know, kind of like, and I sort of thought, my God, I wonder if I have friends who would bail me out like that. And I think I do now. Yeah, that, that's the really interesting thing that you know, knowing my friends for as long as I've known them, if something really dreadful was to happen, I know they would bail me out. Yeah, you know, this year I made an offer to bail one of my friends out because I was in a position to do so. You know, yeah. right, right now at this point in time, I'm comfortable, and my friend needed help. So, so this is interesting. So you have been in this because I was gonna, I was gonna say like as a hypothetical, what do we think we would do in this situation? And you have been in this situation, and you 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 did you did do that. Hmm. Um, I couldn't I couldn't offer to lend one of my friends twenty thousand dollars. I'm not I'm not in that position, right? But you know, I I could I could lend out. my friends some money. I could definitely yeah. make sure they can pay their rent and make sure that they don't skip a mortgage payment or something. You know, the the really big stuff. Um, and I know one of my other friends as well sends sends a fair bit of money home to her family because her family is struggling. So I mm. think that's something, you know that especially as our population ages, I think our generation, we're really, obviously we're going to be funding our parents' care. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, the government has just announced really shitty care plans. So yeah. I think I, um, yeah, it was interesting. So for listeners, as a refresher, if you haven't watched the episode recently, there's a scene where they're all at dinner and Carrie's talking about her money issues and Miranda and Samantha offered to lend Carrie money 
and Charlotte doesn't. Which is um, hilarious. The, the <laughs> slurping. It's very that, that meme from Drag Race, isn't it? With... <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what it reminded I was trying to think what it reminded me of. In, um, it's in Untucked or something, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And Charlotte just kind of like doesn't say anything. And then Carrie, of course, like goes around and confronts her. Possessed. Um, possessed by possessed. a terrible rage. Carrie goes she loves, around. In fact, this isn't the first time she's like stormed over to someone's flat in a rage, is it? <laughs> Mm. Um, but I, I could kind of see where, I could see where Charlotte was coming from. Um, totally. It's, yeah, it's awkward. It's awkward. And then I think it's, it's funny because maybe it's a Northern thing, but my family is not good at talking about money. And I also, mm. my mum also warned me, never lend, never lend money. You know, you right. don't know if you'll get it back. Um, which is nuts because actually me and my best friend, there has been this kind of ephemeral 50 pounds swishing in the ether between us for about 25 years oh, you know, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. I owe you money for the Spice Girls yeah but you owe me money yeah. for the cinema oh but I got dinner last time you know this and this 50 pounds <laughs> yeah. hovered between us for about 20 years and that's just the way it goes with friends you know she I know where she fucking lives she's not getting away from me if I ever decide I want that 50 quid I know where she lives and in but, a way it's really nice when you're friends when you're close enough with someone that it gets to that point as well where like so like me and my friend Mark like we do so much stuff together like we're always going out for drinks or for lunch or cinema or, or something and it's got to the point now where it's just like if if it feels like it's time for one of us to pick up we'll just be like oh I'll get this one like we've mm-hmm. kind of lost track of we probably do owe each other a bit of money but we've lost track because it kind of doesn't matter anymore because it's we hang out so much that it's evened out exactly um, yeah yeah but I do I do I agree with Charlotte that money is taboo I think it can and I think we all know people where Money has got involved and things have gone wrong. Yeah. Like investments <clears throat> and do you want to invest in something? Oh God, or, yeah. you know, things, you know, oh, we paid to go on a holiday and then you cancelled the holiday. Things, yeah. you know, money, it can get complicated and it's really complicated with relationships as well. And I'm, I'm fully on board with Miranda. What Aidan does is fair. You know, he bought two apartments for them to live in together and now he's not going to live in them. And apparently mm. he's not interested in being her landlord, which I guess would have been the alternative, would have been Aiden. But then where the fuck is Aiden going to live? And so... also like your ex being your landlord. Oh, no, oh. that's bad vibes. Really bad vibes. <laughs> oh, I'd rather pay the 40 grand, to be honest. Than that. I was very proud of Carrie for tearing up the check from Big. Yes. Because that would have been really fucking tempting when you are yeah. staring eviction in the face and your minted ex-boyfriend... That literally sort of, gives you a check for a deposit. That's the sort of thing aged sort of 20, up, up to when I was like 26, 27, I mm-hmm. definitely would have taken that check. But now I'm like, I, I, I wouldn't. I because as well, the, the you know, Carrie and Big seem to be in a really good place. Actually, yeah. I really like season four, Carrie and Big. Season four, yeah. Carrie and Big are quite lovely. um, And they seem to be in a good place. And... But still, they have a complicated history and they're going to have a complicated future as well. So maybe Carrie knows. I'm obsessed with the fact Carrie does cosplay to go to Mr. Big's office. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is she wearing? The white gloves. I couldn't decide whether... I mean, she looked beautiful. Um, I couldn't decide whether I liked... I wasn't really sure what was going on with the outfit. (laughs) Although, as Tommy said last week, like, I feel like we've... And I loved this. 
He was like, we've just got to the point with Carrie now where we're just like, sure. <laughs> sure, you, you wear like a snow princess outfit to go and see your ex and ask for money. That's for sure. <laughs> just like, does she, I mean, but that's what I love about her, that she, she lives, she lives in... She lives in this fantasy world where she dresses up as a 1950s secretary <laughs> to go to Wall Street or wherever. Well, as yeah. Miranda famously yells at her, you're living in a fantasy. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. And this is Carrie. And you've kind of got to accept that. Yeah. Or don't watch Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah. um, because you're going you're gonna to be bitterly, bitterly disappointed um, if that's... Yeah. If that's <laughs> I liked her line where she said that she imagined that his office was just rows and rows of blondes in tight sweaters typing. I yeah. enjoyed that line. Yeah. And that's what that's kind of what she's gone dressed as. <laughs> yeah. Um and I do, you know, to to round off the Carrie Pot line, I also really love the scene in the end where Charlotte gives her the engagement ring and yeah. they actually have a very cuz it's funny there's not a lot of Carrie Charlotte plots. No, there aren't at all. Um, and so, so actually, when they get, get to spend time together, it's really rather lovely. Yeah. And that both of their scenes, the scene where Carrie flies over possessed by rage, is yeah. wonderful. And because Carrie's so deranged and so unhinged in that scene. <laughs> um, but then I also really like their, their lovely coffee together as well, where, where Charlotte gives her the ring and Carrie, in a moment of rare clarity, says do you understand that it's going to take me a really long time to pay you back? And, mm. you know, it feels, yeah, they're just two recently singled women. Yeah. Helping and there's each a bit other of, out. There's a bit of character growth for Charlotte as well when she says, I didn't love the ring. I loved what, loved what the ring represented. Like, she's finally, she's finally realised kind of what was happening with her yeah. marriage. It's um, over. It's over, babes. Yeah. Let's take a little break, and when we come back, we will talk about the cost of a Tiffany ring um, and um, Chanel gifts, apparently. (laughs) See you in a sec. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Ring-a-ding-ding. Welcome back to So I Got to Thinking. Um, we're talking about ring-a-ding-ding. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some research, Dylan. Oh, yeah. I fell down a very pleasing rabbit hole. <laughs> what did you think Charlotte's engagement ring is worth in 2021? Oh, Don't Google God. it. You're not allowed to Google. Okay. Um... I'll be amazed if this is anywhere near because I've, as we've already established, I don't know. I don't know much about jewelry. Mm-hmm. I so did was it two point one carat? Mm-hmm. They said she said in the voiceover. Um, I'm gonna go for thirty thousand dollars. Oh, you poor sweet innocent child! Oh, in twenty twenty one, a Tiffany ring to the same specifications as Charlotte's is ninety five thousand <sighs> pounds. That's that's disgusting. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, um, that's like, disgusting. Mad. <laughs> the world is unfair. Yeah. Eat the rich. Ban yeah. billionaires. Eat Charlotte's wedding ring. Eat Charlotte's um, ring. Oh, this was something that this was a, <laughs> a ridiculous. I don't even know if it annoyed me just because it was so ridiculous. But when Charlotte like just sort of puts on her ring and mournfully walks around her apartment, like really sad, it just didn't quite. I think it was genuinely supposed to be a sad scene, and I was just like, I'm not sad for Charlotte <laughs> at all. I think um, it's so. There's a lot of weird ring etiquette in Sex in the City. Let's yes. talk about the weird ring etiquette of Sex in yes, the City. Like... So we have Carrie giving back her engagement ring which presumably could have been her down payment, depending on what Aiden had spent on it. Or certainly if she'd sold the ring, she would have got some money for it. Mm. But she ethically feels it's the right thing to do to give Aiden his ring back. Would you have given him the ring back? I was, yeah, I was going to ask you the same thing. Um... Okay, I I would have made the gesture. (laughs) (laughs) And then when Aiden said, no, you should keep it, I would have been like, Okay. okay. <laughs> Very quickly. Oh, okay. 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 You, as long as that's, like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> but I would, I would have offered. I don't um, know. I, I don't know. Like, um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> because later as well, later on, Samantha gives Richard Wright the canary yellow diamond back as well. And mm. um, she, so there's a lot of people giving back gifts. Yeah. Which I understand with Carrie because it's about what it meant. And she says, which is kind of brutal. I should have never have accepted it in the first place. Yeah. It makes Ooh. sense that she, it makes sense that she gave it back because she's very like, she's very sort of sentimental and like things, things represent things to her, don't they? Um, and also she never made it down the aisle as yeah. well. So that's the difference actually, between her and Charlotte. So actually, Charlotte yeah. did make it down the aisle. Um, and now they're getting divorced and Trey and Charlotte have mutually decided their marriage is, isn't working. Yeah. Charlotte does not give back the ring. However, she does. And those sirens that you hear coming down the street are the work Charlotte sirens. She does take it to a really <laughs> offensive jeweler. Um, I wish who, I wish we had got a name for, that, for the jeweler. I mean, it's kind of amazingly played. But, you know, <laughs> she does use homophobic slurs to describe her ex-husband. <laughs> and she does scream a racial slur. About the jewelers next door as well, so um, <laughs> um we can't, we can't. That's um, true. Support her endeavors. Yeah, there was baguette to faggot, and mm. then um, yeah, she says these were my baguettes, but it turned out my husband was a faggot. 
Um, do you know what? I've been watching Will and Grace recently and Karen says fag and faggot a lot in Will and Grace in the early episodes. But I feel like Karen is allowed to say it. I don't know. I personally, as a gay man, I don't mind. Mm. It's very, um, it can't be a blanket thing. Like it's very one per, like very individual case by case scenario. And it's who sometimes... wrote it as well. Like who was the writer? Was well, the writer yeah. gay? Is it their slur to use? Yeah. Um, one imagines there were more gay writers on Will and Grace than maybe there were on Sex and the City. Although I, I don't know, so. I didn't see who wrote this episode, but um. As well, it's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because when you're talking about slurs, usually if they're going to be reclaimed, it's by the people from that community, kind mm. of. And so, yeah, I hear gay man all the time kind of using that word. Mm. Um, but I'm just, oh, I don't know. I just, I sometimes think with any word being reclaimed by its community, I'm just, people from outside the community hear it and think it's okay. Yeah. And, and I've always felt that with kind of, Especially, and it possibly, yeah. it quite possibly did happen with, and we've discussed this before with Sex in the City, haven't we? With like, um, in particular, the bisexuality episode where like people see it on the TV, think it's okay, repeat it in mm-hmm. work situations or social situations or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she's cancelled. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if there's anything else to say about Charlotte because Charlotte's plot is basically Carrie's plot. I did. It's funny. I felt for Charlotte not being able to find paid work because she's overqualified. However, people with Charlotte's experience would have probably been headhunted. Right. So I I believe there would for people who have the kind the level of experience in the art world that Charlotte had. And surely um the contacts as well. Yeah. I I so I. I it doesn't quite ring true. Mm. Um, you know, when when as a person you have a very particular skill set in a in a particular field, if you're an editor in publishing or if you are, you know, highly skilled in tech or science. Yeah. You know, you A, you like you say you have the contacts. And a beginner couldn't do your job. So, you know, what Charlotte would do is she would hear that, oh, Diane is leaving the X, Y, and Z gallery, you know. You probably wouldn't even need to interview. You would just be mm. kind of again like headhunted for the position. Mm. But yeah, right now obviously Charlotte can't find work, so she takes on a volunteer position, and that must be quite scary. Um, and it's interesting she doesn't admit she's made a mistake. Miranda, if we remember Miranda previously, um, chastised her for giving up her career to paint pots and cure AIDS. Um. <laughs> And so there isn't really an acknowledgement from Charlotte that that was a terrible far par, and now she's stuck stroking her engagement ring around a huge apartment, <laughs> arranging roses. Um, but yeah, she is. It's because it's interesting. She never does return to work. Yeah, a less problematic shop assistant. Diver- diverging slightly was the one at the shoe shop who... oh the poor shoe shop guy yeah i'm so glad he gave carrie a piece of his mind yeah when carrie was like do not let me buy anything and he was like oh how fun for me thanks i'll just go i'll just go get those shoes you're not gonna buy um thanks miss bradshaw um samantha and richard and mm. roger the gay yeah um who, who i do love poor roger Probably did get fired. Richard probably did fire him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it turns out... 
Yeah, so Samantha's getting these cards, gifts and cards from Richard. Mm-hmm. And the cards say best wishes best. instead of yeah. instead of love. And she wants him to say love. So she mm-hmm. bribes the she bribes his assistant <laughs> to write love. Because it's actually his assistant who's writing the cards. Yeah. She bribes um, his gay assistant to say love on the card. Um a cute plot. A way a way to force Richard into admitting love. Yeah. Um yeah. Fluff. And then she doesn't and then she doesn't say it back. Yeah. I adored <laughs> Samantha's outfit the night they go to the Chinese, where she's got like the red fanny pack yeah. around the front. Very chic. And Very then she's chic, wearing Samantha. like a big um like a sort of nude woman's. Yeah, I don't like the necklace. naked lady mm. necklace. I don't I don't love that, but mm. the dress I thought was very chic. I really liked that shot. It's quite strange to, but you might know what I mean. It's quite strange to like just one specific shot, but I loved the the wide shot of them in Chinatown and it's mm-hmm. like hot and they've got fans and it's like, for some reason, that's one of the Sex and the City tableaus that sticks in my mind. Yeah, really beautifully framed. I also clocked that, thought it was very lovely. Yeah. Which just leaves us with Miranda, who is farty and but we do we come full circle in that she gets a mercy fuck yeah and i thought that was a really sweet scene actually with her and steve mm-hmm. um steve was like i would she was like who would want to have sex with me and he was like i want to have sex with you and then they did <laughs> i love Miranda and steve yeah it's so their relationship is so complicated but so authentic yeah and i totally. think it's really wonderful um and again, I, I love Miranda just giving Carrie legal advice. I think that's always, we, I also, there's also a lawyer in our group chat. Oh, nice. Good. So it's very useful to have a lawyer on side. Yeah. yeah I've Would you got... please write a scary letter to my <laughs> landlord, please? <laughs> I've got one as well, actually. Mm. It is, yeah. Um, I've, I escaped many a sleepless night from um, just talking to him about a couple of things. <laughs> um. Have I done a crime? <laughs> yeah. No, Dylan, you haven't done a crime. <laughs> so I re- really think, so in, to answer Carrie's question, was it, what is it all worth? Mm. So it's a tricky, it's a tricky question to answer because obviously that could mean anything. Um, I suppose... It's a tricky one, which slightly harks back to Charlotte negotiating her value with Bunny in the prenup. Yeah. Um, This is not something that's new. Relationships have always come with a price tag. You know, going back to the notion of the dowry, you know, which is where fathers would pay to have daughters taken off their hands, kind of. Um, Which is a practice that still, in some cultures, still happens. Mm -hmm. Um. So there, there is, there is a financial element to to relationships, um, and it's a funny one as well because if you are if you're married, and it's quite scary if you if you get divorced when you're married, you know you are financially liable for half your earnings, you know, which is really scary. And I'm going to confess, um, Max and I did discuss a prenup. Uh-huh. But but in this country, a prenup isn't actually legally binding. There is no such thing as a prenup in the United Kingdom. Right. Yeah. Um. So there was there was basically we would have paid a lawyer for nothing, um, essentially. But we we have some legal protections around the ownership of the flat because I own more of it than Max, um, to represent that I put down more of the deposit than Max. Yeah. Um. So you can do things like that, but it's again you you can't really mm. talk about relate it's again it's idealistic and romantic to think that money isn't going to be a consideration Mm. in your relationships especially your romantic relationships and that's why 
you know, Miranda makes a really good point. You know, this is real life. Steve and I are drawing up documents for sharing our baby. That's yeah. what life is like. You know, yeah. what... As always, like, Miranda knows. Like, I think... I'm not sure if, if this is answering the question properly, but I think just be real. Just you just got to be realistic, haven't you? Really. Um, unfortunately, I would love to live in a utopia where like money didn't matter, but mm. we don't. <laughs> so. Dating is expensive, and I think you almost yeah. have to just write it off. You know, if yeah. you you know when when a relationship comes to an end, I don't think it's particularly helpful to think, "Gosh, and I ploughed a load of money into that." Oh person. God, yeah, no. I think more frustrating, perhaps, to say, "I can't believe three years have passed." Yeah, you know, I, I would sometimes. I think I would maybe bemoan how much time had gone into a relationship but never how much money i don't think yeah because there's nothing you can do you know there's nothing you can what's the point what's the point in um no. in torturing yourself about it yeah. Indeed. before we finish just another lovely message from one of our listeners oh i do love them yes uh they say hi dylan and juno i've just listened to your latest episode whilst working night shift in a care home and thought i'd write to tell you that like carrie bradshaw i too lived in a flat with a bathroom in it that had two doors I felt so fancy as one door was from my bedroom, so ensuite, and one door was from the hallway. My flat was an accessible flat designed for people who use wheelchairs, so all the rooms were massive, including the bathroom. The only downside was that the kitchen countertops were really low, which wasn't a problem for five foot three me, but my six foot boyfriend moved in later and he struggled. Anyway, love the podcast. Kisses. Aww, <laughs> thank you. Do keep your letters coming. And we will see you next week to discuss season four, episode 17, A Vogue Idea. Yes. Um, until then, stay in touch at SIGTT Podcast. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.